Welcome to the S-Files, sponsored by Serve Wisconsin, Wisconsin's National Community Service Board. I'm your host, Kyle Flower, Communications and Government Affairs Officer for Serve Wisconsin. S-Files is your look into the impacts and stories of AmeriCorps members and volunteers serving throughout the state of Wisconsin. Each episode, we'll be digging into their service stories, or S-Files, to learn about the people and programs whose service is meeting critical needs across Wisconsin and enriching the lives of the people and communities they serve. In this episode, we are speaking with Joe Burns, who was honored this summer at the 2022 Governor Service Awards as the Volunteer of the Year for Southwest Wisconsin for his service through the Goodwill of South Central Wisconsin's Volunteer Income Tax Assistance Program. So, Joe, how are you doing today? Real good. Thank you. Well, thanks much for joining us today. Glad to. It's always a pleasure. Well, Joe, could you start off by telling us a little bit about what the Volunteer Income Tax Assistance Program does? The Volunteer Income Tax Program it was started by the 1969 Act in the Reform Bill, and and it is a program that provides low and income taxpayers with free tax preparation services. And like I said, it's been around for a long time. I remember doing it when I was in college, so it's been a while. And so why do you start volunteering with the VITA program with Goodwill of South Central Wisconsin? Well, interesting question. I retired five, six years ago and um, was looking for things to do because I can't sit around home, okay? just It just doesn't work. And this seemed to be something that I could do and help a lot of people with. And I've got a definite interest in And that's why I started. And it was just one of these things that just kind of dovetailed from there. And so how did you get initially connected with the program as the place you're going to volunteer? I, I was searching for it and I went online and saw it through the IRS website and said, here's you know, I'm interested in this and they hook me up. That's great. And so you say you'd actually been exposed to the volunteer program in general, like the national idea of the program back when you were in college? Yes, yes. Back, and that was a very long time ago. So, But you did some volunteering with it when you were first going through accounting? Yes, yeah. yeah. It was kind of a requirement of the accounting program I was in. Oh, nice. So it's so interesting to have a chance of doing it at multiple phases of your life. And I know you serve as the program coordinator for the local VITA program. So could you tell us about what your role is? Well, it's, it's an odd role. I do some things as far as overview and some of the paperwork, but most of what I do is actual tax preparation, tax interviews, that sort of stuff, quality review, and making sure everything gets filed and just kind of, you know, all of that, you know. I also help coordinate volunteers, um, recruit. I do the training of volunteers before they start so that they can train them because Volunteers have to pass a certain level of tests, and we provide training so that they can do that, updates, and, you know, basic tax information. I prepare a large number of the taxes that get prepared. I also do quality review. All our returns are, of course, quality reviewed because every tax return takes two people. You have to have somebody prepare it and then another person review it to see if everything looks good. It's a great program for people, the people that we serve. You know, a lot of people who depend on getting a tax refund every year in order to pay certain bills, you know, whether it be it comes at a time when they then are able to pay their utility bills or they let their rent slide and they're able to pay that. That's why we try and turn everything around quickly and file everything electronically. And so they're real dependent upon getting a tax refund. Well, that's great. So can you describe what the training is that you do with the volunteers when they first start? And if there's other training you do for people just year to year about what changes might happen in the system? 
Well, we always do a, a training which goes through the basic tax preparation and any changes that have been made. So we, we highlight any changes that have happened because of tax law. You know, there's some challenges occasionally, you know, that come up and you say, well, here's this is different this year. Okay, for instance, the child tax credit was different this year. Things like that that you highlight. And then, you know, throughout the year, you update people with any communication that things, you know, change. You know, not this year, but last year, things changed mid-season. We used to do it in person and we switched to online training because of COVID, whereby we did it, you know, via Zoom. And we get a lot better attendance and participation via Zoom rather than in person, which I think is real interesting from our standpoint. Is it just it cuts down on people's need to travel, you think, or? Well, it, it's a, it's less of a time commitment. And, you know, you can sit there for an hour or two and rather than going somewhere and having to sit, you know, have, and to be there. Then we usually do these, you know, either in an evening, we do an evening session and Saturday sessions. OK. And so, you know, to take an hour or two on Saturdays. But to get that to you know, an all morning is, is a lot different commitment. That makes sense. And I know that since you have taken over as the program coordinator, that you've really been able to expand the number of people that have been served throughout our region of Wisconsin. So can you tell us how have you all been able to serve so many more people? Well, we changed a few things. First off, we added more locations and, you know, we're, we're basically centered in the Madison area and we expanded to places like Portage, Richland Center, Fort Atkinson, those areas in particular. And then we opened another location. We also changed the delivery method or the pickup method where those are basically, those are all drop-off sites and the returns are then prepared back in the office. So I, and actually I'll go out to like Portage and schedule times with people. We, we always schedule times for people to come in and review their information briefly and take it back and prepare it. We don't prepare those on site. So moving to that model helped a lot. That makes sense. I wasn't sure if there were the volunteers in each of those different cities or if it was that pickup method to then bring stuff back to the, a more centralized location. And then you mentioned having to make some changes due to COVID-19. So how did you adapt the program to keep helping people during the pandemic? Well, during the pandemic, you know, we were forced to shut down, obviously, for a time. But when we came back, but what we did is, is that at before that, we used to do, and particularly in Madison, we did a lot of one-on-one where people would sit across the table and you'd um, prepare the taxes while they're there. We, we went to the, basically the drop-off method, and so where people would drop off their their tax returns and spend you know, five to 10 minutes. And then if we had any questions, we'd follow up, but they would not stay for tax preparation. The idea, and this is a terrible thing, the idea was not to have a lot of contact. So we got people in and out as fast as we could. That makes sense. Did you do virtual follow-ups or virtual meetings with the folks or just communicate in a different way? We'd either do it by phone call or email. It was typically how we would communicate with them. I hadn't really thought about that. The COVID really struck during March, which is right in a lot of people's tax preparation season, especially they hadn't got it done earlier in the year. Oh, yeah. 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 And, and we I think it extended till at least May because it extended the taxis and we stayed open until then. OK, or, or continue to do returns until that time. So that's great because I know that that had to be a huge challenge, especially people needed that because they have to file their taxes. I mean, you could walk them through how to do an extension, but that's something that's got to happen no matter what. 
Yeah, eventually it needs to be done. If you look at the taxpayers that we serve, um, most of our taxpayers are, are lower income and they really need the assistance and talk about people that cannot afford to pay somebody to do their prepare their taxes, nor should they. I mean, that's that's another opinion. So, <laughs> <laughs> so previous to this, if someone came in, would they just make appointments at an office? Then you would sit down and meet with them one on one. Yep. Yes. And we still meet with them one on one, but we do it in a controlled area. We go through the information that they brought in because we insist that they have information filled out and make sure that we have everything we need to complete their tax return. You all have over 30 volunteers right now that are helping people in the region? We're, we're about in the 25 to 30 range, yes. So I was looking at something I saw that you guys help people get back a million dollars in income tax refunds just last year. So thank you for all the help and work that you've done helping all these folks. Yeah, it was well over a million, you know, probably more like a million and a quarter. And of that, about $270,000 of that is earned income credit. So that's not withholding that came back. That's not child tax credit um, that, you know, earned income credit, which is an indication of lower income folks. And looking at the income level, how do people find out if they are income eligible to participate in the program? Well, technically, there's a lot of criteria for cutoff. Number one, if someone is a high income person, they should be getting a better tax preparer than me. Okay. (laughs) There's more tax planning that should be done. The cutoff is about $70,000 for family. But if you're a senior, if you, if you hadn't done here before, those limits are not applicable. So we've turned very few people away because of income limitation. And so do you often see some of the same people year after year? It's a steady client base that grows. And does that make it usually easier after the first year since you have a better feel for what their tax situation is? Well, it does make it easier, particularly from a preparation standpoint, because the basic information rolls through. Okay, so for instance, like if they have dependents, what their filing status was, and so we can we can import that from the previous year, and so that cuts down on the input time. It also lets us know here's what they had for you know a W two last year, and now hey they had three W twos last year, and they have one this year. What you know what happened? Okay, you know that sort of thing. That makes perfect sense. And so looking at it, is it something where with tax it's somewhat cyclical? So is it a lot more hours of everybody doing stuff with preparation stuff in the spring, and then not much for a lot of folks in the summer and fallers that keep going with different types of tax seasons? Most of it's done from I'm going to say mid January through the end of April. That's ninety percent of it. There's some straggler returns that get done through the summer that I guess are kind of one-offs more or less, but the, the traditional tax season, I mean, you'll get some things that don't come together right away. So during the tax season, roughly how many hours a week are you volunteering and helping people with their taxes? I'm basically volunteering at least five days a week. So I mean, you know, minimum, most of the time it's six. So. And then could you let us know if you have any favorite memories or highlights from your service helping folks out with the program? One of the things is, is that everybody that comes in is very appreciative. We don't have anybody that comes in that, you know, sits there and says, oh, this is horrible. Everybody who comes in is very appreciative. The surprise this year for a lot of folks was, and we do a lot of returns for seniors. And this year, because of the change in the tax law, the earned income credit got extended to people over 65. And so a lot of seniors that may have a a small part-time job for instance, you know, doing whatever, okay, at some local shop or just here or there, this year got earned income credit. 
So it's kind of a surprise all of a sudden, you know, they expect, you know, well, here's here's what I got. And all of a sudden they get an earned income credit that they didn't expect. And that was kind of a surprise to, to a lot of folks this year. And I know from one of the descriptions I read when you were nominated for the Governor's Service Awards that you often will take on some more challenging tax load pieces. Are there some interesting challenges you've had to face before some of the things you've seen? And I want to say the small home businesses that are somewhat challenging and to get the information and to get it straight in everybody's mind. Some of the other challenges is, is that, you know, I can think of an instance where, you know, we had a young single mother with a couple kids that went to a tax preparation service and she didn't have the money to pay them. And so they wouldn't file a return and they were going to charge her between four and five hundred dollars. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so we turn around and say, well, we'll get the information and we'll do this and we'll get it done. I mean, I just finished up a small project for for someone who a vet who's suffering from some PTSD, that sort of stuff. They need to file taxes back for quite a few back years and just finished up that project. But we'll have some things that are tax questions that we can answer, that we can do because of experience. I've also got great contacts with with colleagues that will, if I have questions, will give me good answers. Are there anything you're looking forward to in the accomplishing in the future through your volunteer service or any plans you all have with the program? We intend to continue to grow the program and we will probably expand to at least one more location in the coming year. And one of the keys to this is having enough volunteers to handle the workload. And we've got to be able to balance the workload with the amount of people that we can serve. So all of a sudden you're not over-promising and under-delivering. So speaking about those volunteers, what are the requirements that a volunteer needs to have before they could reach out to your program to help people out. We have several levels of volunteers, and every volunteer has to pass certain qualifying exam. People who are just intake people, they just interview the people, and they, they don't comment on any, any amount of taxes. They just say, yeah, these forms are filled out right. They have to pass a certain level of tests, and these tests are by the IRS tests. Then we move into a basic tax preparation. This is for a high percentage of our taxpayers that we serve. These people cannot work on some of the more complex items, okay? And then we have an advanced tax preparers who pass also pass an advanced tax preparation test, okay? And these tests, they're online and you have to score at least 90% on the test in order to pass, okay? And then we also have a site coordinator test. So everybody is trained and has a basic level of tax knowledge. We also have people on site. When people are preparing on site, we have a group of experienced tax preparers that they can ask questions of. For our remote preparers, we have the same thing. Thing that they can communicate with us immediately and we'll get back to them. So it sounds like a lot of the folks have that tax preparation experience, but there you can have people that come in, just w- want to help people out that can do some of those entry-level volunteer positions, just helping with that intake. Yeah, they can do that sort of a level. We have one gentleman who does intake only and that's all he wants to do and he, he's real good at it. And you know, his comment is, is that he was really surprised at the small amount of income people live on. He never realized that. Well, it's great that he can do that and it's great that many people yeah. that have that tax preparation experience are able to volunteer with the program. Is it a lot of folks that are retired like you? Is it folks that are just doing a few hours a week? Most people are doing it a few hours a week. I mean, and we've got two sets. We've got people who come in and, and do this on site. And then we also have the remote tax preparation, which has gone real well. And we've got 
a secure system where we can transmit data. And, and that's gone quite well. That's great. So earlier this summer, you received one of the Governor Service Awards as a Regional Volunteer of the Year. Was that a surprise for you? Did you know that you were being nominated for that? It was a surprise. We've got a great team of volunteers. And the reason that it's successful here is because of all the volunteers. Well, thank you for the service that you're doing. And thank you for your service coordinating all those volunteers to help them make a difference for folks and help them file their taxes. Well, Joe, we just want to say thank you so much for your volunteer service with Goodwill of South Central Wisconsin's Volunteer Income Tax Assistance Program. And just thank you for making a difference for folks. Well, thank you very much. This is It's fun to do. I fully enjoy it. And thank you again to Joe for sharing about his volunteer service with the VITA program and giving us another story we can file under service. Thank you for tuning in to the S-Files podcast, produced by Serve Wisconsin. I'm your host, Kyle Clower. Your producer is Serve Wisconsin intern, Anna Daniker. And as always, a big thank you to everyone that serves here in Wisconsin. Remember, the S and S-File stands for service. And you are the reason we have so many great stories to highlight. Tune in next time for another page pulled from the S-Files.